uh, message in these readings for our community. The first point of this message, there's a few, there's a few seemingly random things that I believe that, I believe that we can unite in, in a simple idea at the end. The first, the first idea that comes, that I believe God is, is, has here for us is from the first reading. Be not afraid. Be strong and fear not. I think that for a community that's working for our Lord to spread the gospel and to bring others to Christ, um, we need to remember this. We need to strive to not be afraid. And... Um, it's not by chance that he gives us this, this message in this reading. And what can we found our, our fearlessness on? What can we base it on? I believe that we need to, we need to have our, our fearlessness strongly founded on God's love for us. I was uh, meditating on some of my notes from my last spiritual exercises before being uh, ordained a priest. And the meditation that I was that I was reading was saying, um, God loves you, not for your work, but for you, for who you are. Sometimes we get tempted to start thinking that, well, in order to, to have value, in order to, to really be of use to my community or to the church or to God, I need to get a lot of work done or have lots of success in my work. Um, but God doesn't love us because of the work that we do. He wants you for you. He doesn't want you because you can get work done for him. He wants you because he wants uh, to be with you. And, and um, Father used this image of a little girl who, who climbs up on her dad's lap and without saying anything, takes his arm and, and puts his arm around her. She just wants to be loved by her father, right? And the Father loves us like that, even though He doesn't say anything or we don't say anything. He just loves us. And, and our value and our, our strength is based on that love that He has for us. So we can, we can go into the world without being afraid. We have nothing to fear because we're loved by God. The second, the second light was also from the first reading. Um, the streams bursting forth in the desert... Right? This reading is related to the gospel because it's, the gospel is about Jesus healing, healing people. And it speaks about the, the eyes of the blind being opened and the ears of the deaf being cleared. But then there's also this image of the streams bursting forth in the desert. Right? Um, and so all of these things, the, the streams and the, and the healings, are like a response to our dryness. To our interior dryness. And this is very important for us to remember because as, as Christians who are striving to bring others to Christ, we can experience dryness. And sometimes it's like, well, well what do I have to give people? Sometimes the well seems kind of dry. And, and we're supposed to be giving people something, but we don't know exactly what we have to give. Or we feel like we don't necessarily have a lot to give. Um, and there's this dryness, right? And of course, we know God sometimes allows dryness so that we can be more thirsty, so that we can desire Him more. And sometimes the thirsty prayer is the best kind of prayer. Sometimes God allows dryness just so that we will have that good kind of prayer, which is a thirsty prayer, a prayer that says, Lord, I really need your help now, right? And that's why it's so good for us to take account of, 
the state of our soul and say, okay, now I'm kind of dry. So that once you realize, okay, I'm dry, then you say, okay, now's the time for, for thirsty prayer. Now's the time to be saying, Lord, let your stream burst forth into my desert. Lord, give me your water and, and, to, and to really desire it, to really long for it. And, and at times when we have a lot to do and a lot of work to do and, and, and our well is kind of dry, it's, that's really the time for that prayer. That's really the time for that prayer, which is sometimes the best, the best prayer. Then there's this, this awesome reading from uh, the letter of St. James. When he talks about the, the poor and the rich, and I, got, I, I was thinking, at the end he says, Did God not choose those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom? And I think about God, how God chose us. Um, and we're actually pretty poor, right? Sometimes we can forget that and we start to think that we've got it all together and we know everything and we you know, have all the answers. But we can't forget that we're really poor and that, and that everything that we have to give to others comes from God. Everything that we, that we can use to serve others is a gift that comes from God, right? We need to be conscious of our poorness, our poverty. And um, it's also interesting, this, this thing in the early Christian community of the rich and the poor coming together, because it's kind of an image of, of our own lives, our own community, our own brotherhood, and the fact that we all have different poverties and different uh, richnesses, different areas where we're rich, different areas where, where I have my qualities and, and my brother doesn't, or... Or my brother has qualities that I don't have, right? And we fill in each other's gaps. Um, and that's really important to bear in mind because sometimes we get frustrated with each other's uh, poverties. And we say, well, why isn't Father Adam better at being organized? Or why doesn't Brother Joseph ring the bell on time? Or, <laughs> right? And we, and we mess up, we, we, we get angry or frustrated sometimes because we, we forget that you know, maybe he has weaknesses that, that my strengths are supposed to fill in. And this, this kind of dynamic between us creates a greater unity in our community. It creates a stronger brotherhood. It creates a stronger team that's more united that allows us to be stronger, right? We know everyone else will, will think about teams are stronger. Together, everyone achieves more, right? So, so things that unite us make us stronger and, and allow us to work better. And so even our poverty... Even our weaknesses are something that, in the end, help us to do our work better. They help us to be stronger. They help us to be more united. And so um, I, think that, I think that that's a very clear message from the readings today about, about our community and our work. And then, so in conclusion, um, there's these three things. Being fearless, being thirsty, and being humble or, or, or poor, recognizing our poverty. Um, and what, is, what does that have to say... Uh, for us, how can we how can we unite these things? I think that if we live with those attitudes, um, we will be a community that's very united, that's working together like like soldiers on a battlefield, soldiers who would give their lives for each other, who are who are together and know that they're together, know that they have one common goal, and and we'll also be very dependent on God, and we'll also be very attentive to what God is doing, right? Because we're the ones who are poor and we're the ones who need His grace. And so we end up with this, with this gospel passage where at the end all the people see Jesus' miracle and they're like, they're exceedingly astonished, the gospel says. Yeah. Exceedingly astonished. It's a pretty strong expression. Um, 
exceedingly astonished. He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. So I think that if we live with these attitudes, we end up being a community that is attentive to what God is doing. We look back on our work at the end of a busy week and we say, God is the one who has done all things well. The things that have gone well are because God was working there, right? And he's able to work there because we have that attitude of humility and that attitude of, of thirst and asking for his help and because we're united as a community and we're working together on it. And, and God willing, at the end of this week, we'll be able to look back and say, wow, God has done great things in the lives of these people that we're serving. God has done amazing things. He's brought more people close to him. He's healed people. He's, he's made the, the deaf hear and the mute speak. He has done all things well. So let's pray that that be the case and that we be able to live with these attitudes of uh, fearlessness and, and thirst and humility that will help us to fulfill God's will in our lives.